You are about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. First, let me just announce what I believe God said to me. He said to tell you that there is a way out. Tell somebody will say hallelujah. Say there's always a way out. There's always a way out. Yes. There's always a world, and we're going to look, I believe, at Second Kings 4, but we're not going to look at that immediately. He said there is always a way out. He said never say nothing. Never say nothing. Never say nothing. And that is from the story of the widow. But we're going to get there. Before we get there, come with me to First Corinthians 10. We'll just point out something there quickly. First Corinthians 10 from verse 1, he says, Moreover, brethren... I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea. All were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. All ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed and that rock was Christ. Praise the Lord. What is the Bible saying here? It says they had equal opportunities. Equal opportunities. Equal opportunities. Five says, but with most of them, God was not well pleased for their bodies were scattered. But we're not looking at that today. If you now come down to verse 11, verse 11 says, now all these things happened to them as what? Examples. And they were reaching for our admonition upon whom the ends of the ages have come. He said, now 13 says, no temptation has overtaken, let's read it this way, let's personalize this now. No temptation has overtaken me except such as is what? Common to man, but God is faithful who will not allow me to be tempted beyond what I am able, but with the temptation will also what make the way of escape that I may be able to bear it. The scripture is saying to us here that these people had the same grace, had the same anointing, ate the same food, drank the same spiritual water, but not all of them made it. So successful completion of their journey was not out of a lack of resources. Praise the Lord. It wasn't out of a lack of resources. It wasn't out of um, lack of favor or being ill-equipped or being discriminated against. No, no. It says no temptation. Every situation, every circumstance you and I find ourselves in. It says what? It's common to man. It's common to man. And in that circumstance and in that situation, God has already what? Made a provision for a way of escape. And he says these things were written for us as examples. So it means as we read the scriptures, we are going to be finding, you know, stories that we should use to instruct ourselves in different situations. Praise the Lord. Quickly on Sunday, we looked at, you know, the issue of relationships. And, you know, as I went back and even looked for that in the Bible, I saw that the few places where they told us about anything marriage, it had to do with, you know, steps of faith, steps of dedication, steps of, you know, giving. The account we looked at was Rebecca's, isn't it? Where he gave water to Abraham's servant and offered to give to the camels without any, you know, expecting or imagining there will be anything that will come out of it. The same thing with Moses. You know, Moses got a wife. What was his bride price? Moses left Egypt with nothing. What bride price did he have? Moses' bride price. Let's look at it quickly. Exodus 2, 15 to 21. He had nothing. He was just by the well 
and he saw the daughters of um, Jethro. And they were being, you know, harassed by some, you know, shepherds there. Quickly, okay, yes. When Pharaoh heard of this matter, he sought to kill Moses. But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian. And he sat down by a well. Now the priest of Midian had seven daughters. And they came and drew water. And they filled the troughs to water their father's flock. The shepherds came and drove them away. But Moses did what? Stood up and helped them. And watered their flock. He said, when they came to rail their father, he said, how is it that you have come so soon today? 19 says, and they said, an Egyptian delivered us from the hand of the shepherds. And he also drew enough water for us and watered the flocks. Just stop here. What was this man doing here? He was giving. Was he looking for a wife? Not necessarily. He was just giving. He saw the shepherds drive away these weak young girls. He acted, you know. As the knight in shining armor. Praise the Lord. And delivered. And then helped them draw water. Went over and above. And sent them away. Remained where he was. He didn't know that he had bought a wife without knowing. Their father said to them. You mean you saw such a man. And you didn't bring him home. And there are seven of you. Who will marry you? (laughs) The man said go and bring him. That's how they gave him one. How many young men here are looking for wives? Better be going around wells. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Unfortunately, in our time now, the guy, the men are doing is even calling the, the guy, the women. Leave the women to do, guys. Just use your service. Just serve, serve, serve. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I'm t- you know, it was so funny when Jacob's on the same thing. It's the same thing by the well. He was asking after Laban. And they said that those are his daughters. They are coming. And then the shepherds he had met said to them that when they come to this well, okay, that they have to wait till all the flock gather, all the flock in the city, because the stone is heavy. So they roll it off at once, and then everybody, you know, waters their flock before they can continue. So Jacob was also waiting. But when he saw, they said that that is Rachel, Labor's daughter. When he saw her coming, he said, this stone will not have to wait till evening. We are going to roll it away now. And he rolled away the stone. <laughs> is somebody getting what I'm saying? There is a way this thing works. It works, so praise the Lord. There is a way it works. Young men, hallelujah. <laughs> Young ladies, there is a way it works too. Because both men and women fetch this water. Rebecca fetched the other one. Jacob is fetching. So what they're telling us is that there is no discrimination. What the Bible, is, I believe, is trying to say to us tonight is that spiritual... You see, thank you, Holy Ghost. I, I think I was supposed to learn this some other time. If you're born again, everybody here is born again. The solution to every problem you have will also be spiritual. You cannot be born again and to get a husband, you need miniskirt. If you're not born again, I mean, you're not my constituency. But you cannot be born again. And the reason you're not married is because your hair is not reaching your, um, your, um, mm-hmm. it cannot be the problem. It cannot be that your makeup artist is not good. If you're born again, because to the born again Christian, the Bible says we wrestle not against what flesh and blood. What is keeping you is not a physical one. What you need to adjust is not a, is not, is not physical location. It's not that traditional wedding. It's not that party. 
if you're born again, if you're not born again, I understand. But if you're born again, the Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not what? Kana. You're born again, your weapons are not kana. As simple as that. A word is enough for the born again Christian. Just know that. I've shared a testimony here uh, that I read about some lady that got born again in the UK. And you know, she was, she had lived a very terrible life. She got born again, joined the church, and became active in evangelism. Two, not up to two weeks after she started doing the evangelism. Someone she witnessed to said, is yeah, I'll marry. She said, no, they said I must marry you. Everybody knew her story. If such a lady decided that she would go the way of the world and, you know, you know, um, do all her makeovers and all of that. And Kana people say, it means she was this before. Ah, I can't touch you. But by revelation, somebody saw in the spirit of God, this is your wife. The person's love became blind immediately to her past. Praise the Lord. The weapons of our warfare are not what? They are not Kana. Let nobody, you know, deceive. The, the, the thing about this is, we are different. We must settle that. We are different. How many of us are married here where sometimes you have a dream in the night and in the dream you're fighting with your wife. You wake up, you're frowning. How many of us have had such dreams? Ah, so, it's only two of us that they attack like that. Maybe because we are not fighting physically. I'm telling you. You know, she's had it, I've had it. You know, where you, you wake up and you think that there is one serious fight so you don't want to greet, then you're remembering, where did this fight happen? And I remember I was in the dream, so you continue, no man. I'm telling you. Because we are no longer physical. We are spiritual. So maybe the enemy has looked for the physical fight. He didn't find it. He want, whether he wants to start it by remote control. He will not succeed in Jesus. You understand? We're, we're, we're spiritual beings. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay? You're born again. Everything about you is spiritual. In that place of work is spiritual. Don't join the people that are scheming and doing all kinds of things. Praise the Lord. Okay, I wanted to show something before. We're still going to look at that first Kings. I want to show something in Matthew 5 on this giving that we, giving and love, even in this vein that we're looking at it. Matthew chapter 5 from verse 43. Our Lord Jesus teaching here was trying to say to us, he was saying to us, you know, the subheading, if you have your Bible, will be love your enemies. He says, you've heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven, for he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same. And if you greet your brethren only, what do you more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so. Therefore, you shall be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. Praise the Lord. You know, in this giving that we are learning now, okay, what the scripture is saying to us here is this. Our God is constant in his giving. Praise the Lord. Like our brother said, it's not giving to receive. That's, I mean, that is a primary level. It's giving because this is what should be done. Now, in this account, the Bible says our Father in heaven, what? He loves everybody, isn't it? And he causes his son, his good gifts, his son and his reign to fall on who? On all, both the wicked and the good. Everybody is receiving his good. 
And he's now admonishing you and I to do what? Love also our enemies. You know what they're trying to say to us here? It says, this is our giving. Let us not make it conditional. Let him make it unconditional. You know why? And the simple thing is this. Assuming now, who sells things here? What do you sell? Clothes? You sell clothes. Okay. If your enemy wanted to order 100 pieces of... um, See, she's laughing already. Say, let that enemy come. 100 pieces of Ashebi. Will you say to your enemy, you're my enemy, I won't sell Ashebi to you? Are you sure? You sell, who sells land here? You sell land. And your enemy comes to buy land. Will you sell land to your enemy? You will sell immediately. Hey. Okay. Why are you selling to your enemy? Because you will make what? Profit. You know what Jesus is saying? Loving you is not about you. I will make profit. When I say I love my friends, that's why I say, you say if you love your friends only, those who love you back. He say, what reward are you looking to get? They are loving you back. It's canceled out. So the real place where you benefit from loving or giving is where you give those who don't give you back. Then God will now have to. That's what he's saying to us. You see, everything God says to us is for our good. Just the same way when he talks about forgiveness. What does he say? He says, if you do not forgive the one who has what? Offended you. He say, how shall your father what? He won't forgive you. So, I'm not forgiving you for you. When I'm selling land, when you're selling land to your enemy, you're not selling land because you, you know, you want to hug him. You're selling land because it's profitable. The same way every word of God, when we obey it, is what? Profitable. It's profitable. So when he says to us, love your friends, love your enemies, love everybody. You know why? Because anytime we love or anytime we give, there is a reward. Why should you deny yourself the reward from multitude of people you meet on a day? Because you're selecting a few people only to love. Nobody opens the shop and says, this shop is open only to my friends. You don't do that now. You open the shop and you want what? Everybody. I told you an experience I had when I was much younger. That, you know, I never understood it. There's this, um, you know, what they had then was kiosk, you know, wooden, you know, um, shops they built. And I saw a madman walk up to the kiosk and give them money. And they gave him soft drink. And they opened it and he drank. I was watching, ah. You mean you will sell drink to a madman? Listen, he paid Naira. When you go to buy your own drink, do you pay blood? Is what you pay that the madman? The seller sells. They are what you call principles. If a madman keeps it, it will work. So Jesus said, love everybody. When you go to your office, love everybody. There is somebody that is, you know, antagonizing you. Don't waste your energy fighting him. Your spiritual. Anytime you fight him, you downgrade yourself. It's as simple as that. Now, if we're not spiritual, it's different to... Are you getting me? I'm talking to spiritual people. If we're not spiritual, hey, maybe you can take his name to Okeja Shrine. But if you're spiritual, the way it works on this side is that you love him. If you love only those who love you in your office... In your, you know, in-laws family. Some of us are having problems with our in-laws because you're doing quid pro quo. You know, the um, Trump and 
on the basis of you do, I do. That is that level. But if you want to take it to the level of where God has placed you, he said, do what? Do good to all. And should I help you? Break it down. That was Joseph's secret. He says these things were written for what? Examples. Go to the scriptures. These are things we find in scriptures that make us unstoppable on earth. We see the patterns that worked. Not what people just come and you shout. It's not shout that changes a Christian. There are principles of the word of God that work. I wish I had time. Please, when you go home, read this passage that we looked at. This Matthew 5. Read it in message and amplified. It will bless you. It will really bless you. Amplified says, it says, verse 43, it says, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor, fellow man, and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love that is unselfishly seek the best or higher good for your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Why should I do that? He's saying to us tonight, because it is profitable to you. Don't concern yourself with how it benefits them. You know when you seek their good, it will benefit them. But if you now deny seeking their good because of the benefit they'll get from it, you are denying yourself just like the same way someone says, I will not sell this land to you because you want to buy it. You don't sell the land to the person, Abby. But you also what? You don't make a sale. You don't make a sale. So take your eyes off of what it will benefit the person and look at what it will benefit you because this is who you are. It says when we behave like this, we act like the children of the gods who we are. Of the God who we are. We act like the children of our father. And then the divine favor and the enablement can flow down to us. So where you find Christians fighting, 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 who are they looking like? We're not being smart. We're not fighting smart. God says wisdom is better than the weapons of war. Revenge, vengeance, anger. They make sense, but they're not spiritual. They're not spiritual at all. Praise the Lord. Let's now come to that uh, Second Kings, please. Second Kings 4. We'll touch that quickly and then we'll, we'll close. In Second Kings 4, we have the account of this woman, and I'll read quickly. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elijah, Elisha, Saying, your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. So Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, go borrow verses from everywhere, from all your neighbors. Empty verses, do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons. Then pour it into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said, there is not another. So the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debt. You and your sons live on the rest. Praise the Lord. The first verse of this account says, the woman came to the prophet Elisha and said, look at her statement. Somebody just look at this with me. Say, your servant, my husband is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditor is coming to take my sons to be his slaves. What do you read? Let me sense. What do you read from this? Anybody from what we're learning? What do you read? What do you see here? Beyond the words. What, what emotion do you see? What attitude do you see? Quickly, quickly. Desperation. No, accusation. It was blaming. 
Look at it. He said, your servant first before my husband. Your servant, my husband is what? And then he said, and you know that your servant did what? And now you are still there and the creditor is coming. So this woman had said, the solution is not with me. Many people are in where they are up to today because as far as they're concerned, the solution is not in their neighborhood. It is somebody's problem. You are the cause. You are the cause. They are the cause. Nigeria is the cause. Abacha is the solution. At least it's bringing us money now. <laughs> eh? He said, you're the cause. You're the cause. You're the cause. That's what she finished. And the man of God by the Spirit said, but leave all these people outside. You... What is happening with you? Said nothing. That's why I say, never say there is what. Where you are now, never say what. There is nothing. There is something. God is faithful. Who will not allow you to be what? Tempted beyond what you can bear. God will not allow you. There is something. You're not too old. You're not too far. It's not too impossible. With God, all things are what? Possible. That's what he's saying. As far as the, when this woman came, he was like, well, prophet, this problem now, just know it's your problem. He served you, he's dead. And you know how he served you. He was faithful. Eh? He was very faithful. And now this is the conclusion. The creditors are coming to take, you know, the two sons. Live with it. The man said, no, you live with it. What is in that house? And thank God. She said, okay. There's nothing but only what? A jar of oil. And the man of God, knowing that God would never leave himself without a witness, knew that that is the solution. Praise the Lord, somebody. God, you're in a church. You're planted in an environment. There are some things that God knows you need. And he has put it around you. The Bible records of Hagar, when she was driven away by Abraham, she and Ishmael. And she cried to the Lord. This lad, or rather the lad cried to the Lord. Hagar cried also. And they were going to die of thirst. What did the Bible say? The Bible said God opened her eyes. And she saw a well. God always has a solution. Never too far from where you are. Can I say? Whether it is husband or whether it's, whether it's canal needs. Or whether it's emotional need, or whether it's spiritual need, or whether it's physical need, whatever kind of need it is, God has it where? Somewhere close to where you are. And the earlier you remove from your imagination that there is some external thing, the Bible says, do not say who will go to the heavens and bring this thing down. Or do not say who will go down. He said the word is near you, it's in your mouth. The solution God, it says God will not. How many of us believe that scripture? God will not allow you to be tempted what? Beyond what you are what? Able. Whatever the temptation. He says he's made what? A way. He's made a way. So this woman, as far as she was concerned, this thing has to be solved externally. But by the anointing, the man said, I know the God I serve. So it's possible the man also had his own issues. Because that oil was in the house when he died. Now look at the next challenge. The next challenge was what? Okay, you have that oil. You have a problem, no no doubt. But there's a solution. It says, go to your neighbors and do what? And borrow vessels. And borrow what? Not a few. Now let me ask you. 
How many of us, if they asked us to go and borrow verses from our neighbor, are in such good relationship with our neighbors that one, two, three, four, five neighbors can lend us things? That's where our matter finished, Baba. How many of us have built enough? This loving your enemy is for your good. Because if you had been giving them fire for fire, fire for fire, now you realize that you need empty vessels and they say, go and borrow from ah, you. know you can't talk to Ah, you can't talk. Ah, this why I can't talk. Before you know it, it's only one vessel. Will you blame God? This is Christianity. What relationship have you built? It's, it's not everybody that you see today. You don't know the need that the person will solve for you tomorrow. And that's why the Bible is saying us to be like we are. Some of us to greet neighbor's problem. When they greet us is wahala. To help one little thing. What if the day the, the prophet says, now, this thing, you have to go to your neighbor. Ask him, please, can I sleep in your you know, guest room for two nights? And this problem will be solved. And that is the neighbor that you poured water, you know, you poured your washing water on his clothes when he, you know. I mean, the word of God is for good. Her neighbors, what they were saying is, this thing you're saying, now, let me check your relationship with your neighbors. So she prospered according to her relationship with her neighbors. When they say love your neighbor, it's not for your neighbor, it's for you. Let's rise on our feet. Give us grace to fall on abundant grace. Give us grace to follow your grace. Never say nothing. There is a way. Your finances. Everything concerning you. God is more than able. God is dependable. God is reliable. The Bible says you do not have a high priest who cannot be touched with the feeling of your infirmities. Whatever it is you're feeling, whatever it is you're lacking, whatever it is that is, you know, a strain, God has already long prepared a solution. Tonight, let us receive grace to walk in his ways, to walk in his path, to enter into that which he has done. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. I need you to open up your mouth and ask the Lord, give me grace. Give me grace. Let me walk in your ways. 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 Lord, I need your grace. Now, now, now I, I think this is an Old Testament illustration. Let, let me bring it back, you know, to, to our stage now. Let, let, let me ask you. Many of us have done business with people. Many of us have served under people. Many of us have also maybe borrowed money from people. I want to ask you, assuming I told you today, go back to somebody you worked with, you served under. Go and tell the person the pastor said he has a blessing for you. How many of us served in such a manner that the person will open the door for us? Go back to somebody you borrowed money from. Go and tell the person. The, the prophet said, God sent me money through you. How many of us have such relationship with their former lenders that we can go back to them? 
and say, God said you should give me 10 million. Is somebody getting what the Spirit of God is saying? Many of us have short roads, blocked doors, sealed them. And then we're thinking it's there, there. The prophet said, what do you have in your what? House. With what is in your house, connected with what is in your neighborhood, your solution comes. Lord, help me. I've made mistakes. There is mercy in the house of God. That's why we come. There is mercy in my relationships. Maybe a former friend. Maybe a former boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, roommate, whatever. Whatever it is. Lord, mercy, Lord. Let the door be open. That the light of your gospel, that the light of your truth can still pass through me. Lord, that the remembrance of me will not cause pain. Lord, help me. Help me. I'm your vessel. Lord, help me. That family. Lord, help me. That opportunity. That association, that group. Lord, help me. Save me, Lord. Forgive me. Have I sown seeds that are not good? Lord, I ask for cleansing. Have I spoken words? Have I I created problems? The God that you and I serve is a God of second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh chances. Even tonight, there is mercy. There is mercy and there is a way you call on him. Today will be a new day. Today, very this day will be a new day. Lord, have mercy on me. Have mercy. Tell him, I know you love me. Tell the Lord, I know you love me. I know you have great plans for me. And I know great is your grace towards me. Lord, tonight I surrender fresh. I surrender fresh. And I say, Lord... Walk through me. On Sunday, you said to us, if you are willing and obedient, Lord, I say, I surrender. I surrender. I do not resist you. It might take a bit of humility. Yes, Lord, I humble myself. Lord, I receive grace. I receive strength to submit to your will so that your glory will rise upon me, so that your mercy will be upon me. So that your favor and kindness will alight upon me. Lord, help me. I trust in you. I look to you. I thank you. For I see that you never leave me comfortless. You never leave me without a way. I'm not forsaken. The devil is a liar. The widow thought she was forsaken. The widow thought she was finished. The widow thought the creditor was going to take the two sons. But God had made a provision. I need you to lift your eyes of faith and the spirit. And see that God also has made a way. God has already made a way. Lord, help me to see the way. Help me to walk in the way. That you are prepared for me. I am your love. You said to me, love for my own good. Help me, Lord. Father, we thank you. Lord, as a church... We pray, help us, O oh Lord, in any way, Lord, that we have shut our eyes and shut our hearts and closed our hands to the thing that makes for our deliverance and our lifting. Lord, forgive us, O oh Lord, 
Lord, as a church in Nigeria, in any way, Lord, we have failed to love and we have failed to be the light that is creating challenges for us. Lord, we ask for mercy. Lord, we receive your mercy. We receive your mercy. We receive your mercy. Thank you for the way that you have opened. Thank you for the way you keep keeping open for us. Thank you for the new mercy that has come this day for me. Thank you for the new mercy that has come this day for my brother, for my sister. Thank you for someone who has a new song already. Thank you for there is a lifting up of the head. We give you the praise, O oh Lord. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09 290 or 0703 You can find us online at www www.thefatherschurchonline.org God bless you.